Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new, almost adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. So today, before we get started on today's amazing Tuesday episode, I wanted to give you a quick PSA. The PSA is if you are looking to listen to today's episode without any interruptions, without any ads, then feel free to subscribe to my newest subscription podcast. Not only will you be getting extra episodes a week and loads more episode a month, but you will also be getting your episodes with no ads. So if you're interested in listening to today's episode with no ads, then you can go to the link in the bio description of today's episode or if you have really good memorization all you need to do is just go to almostadulting.supercast.com to listen to today's episode with no ads and then you will have new episodes every saturday that will be available only on the subscription podcast that just launched this week so the four extra episodes you will be getting every single month only on the subscription are the following. The first week of the month, you will get a pick a card reading every Saturday that will help you figure out what's going to come for you in the next month. Then the second week of the month on Saturday, you will get a Zodiac sign episode, which will be how to get him obsessed based on his Zodiac sign of that month. The third week of the podcast for the subscription on Saturday, you will be getting my dating university. That is where I give you a full on bootcamp and it is divided into three tiers from how to love yourself to how to learn how to date better. And then when you're in that relationship, how to go from girlfriend to wife. So that will be the third week of each month, my dating university. Then the fourth week of each month on Saturdays, you will be getting an extra episode with a guest that may have never aired or more airtime with a guest that you were obsessed with and really loved during that month uh, of the episode. So anyway, that's that. So again, before we get started, if you want to listen to today's episode, to Thursday's episode with no ads, then go ahead and subscribe to my almostadulting.supercast.com subscription podcast. All right, let's get started with today's episode. Love you, besties. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sit you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the larger self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. Welcome to a brand new Benson Book Club episode. So basically, I'm writing a book this year, which I'm so excited for, and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for you guys to read it, which is why I've decided to dedicate all of my Tuesday episodes this year 
to my Benson book club, where I will be sharing some of my favorite books with you guys, some of my favorite chapters from these books based on whatever the topic of the month is on my podcast. So today I will be sharing one of my favorite authors. He's been a guest on my podcast. I'm hoping Fingers crossed he will be a guest on my podcast this year as well. It is a book by Robert Greene. He's just so phenomenal what from his writing to the way he thinks. He's brilliant, honestly. So one of my favorite books by him and one of the top selling books and this book is called The 48 Laws of Power. And it's actually been banned from jails because of how much it makes you think. It's been banned in other places as well, but it's constantly sells out because it's so brilliant. Robert, just he's just a really good writer and analyzer and researcher. So anyway, basically today I thought we can cover law number 25 from his book, The 48 Laws of Power. So... Without further ado, let's enjoy today's Benson Book Club. And shout out to Robert Greene. Please come on my podcast again. I love you. Well, sorry, that's too. I am fond of you as my acquaintance. <laughs> let's get started. So law number 25, recreate yourself. Judgment. Do not accept the rules that society foists on you. Recreate yourself by forging a new identity, one that commands attention and never bores the audience. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define you. Incorporate dramatic devices into your public gestures and actions. Your power will be enhanced and your character will seem larger than life. So skipping through some of the beginning intro of this chapter and where we discuss Julius Caesar, I will just rush through the chapter to the main point. So the Roman theater was an event for the masses. It was attended by crowds unimaginable today. It was packed into enormous auditoriums. The audience would be amused by comedy or moved by some high tragedy. Theater seemed to contain the essence of life in its concentrated dramatic form like a religion ritual. It had a powerful instant appeal to the common man. Julius Caesar was perhaps the first public figure to understand the vital link between power and theater. This was because of his own obsessive interest in drama. He sublimated this interest by making himself an actor and a director on the world stage. He said his lines as if they had been scripted. He gestured and moved through a crowd with a constant sense of how he appeared to his audience. He incorporated surprise into his drama, building drama into his features, staging into his public appearances. His gesture was broad enough for the common man to grasp them instantly. He became immensely popular. Caesar set the idea for all leaders and people of power. Like him, you must learn to enlarge your actions through dramatic techniques, such as surprise, suspense, the creation of sympathy, and symbolic. In the year 1831, a young woman named Aura Dudvent left her husband and family in the province and moved to Paris. She wanted to be a writer. Marriage, she felt, was worse than prison, for it left her neither the time nor the freedom to pursue her passions. In Paris, she would establish her independence and make her living by writing. Soon, after Aura arrived in the capital, however, she had to confront certain harsh realities. 
To have any degree of freedom in Paris, you had to have money. For a woman, money could only come through marriage or prostitution. No woman had ever come close to making a living by writing. Women wrote as a hobby, supported by their husbands, or by inheritance. In fact, when Aura first showed her writing to an editor, he told her, You should make babies, madam, not literature. <laughs> Clearly, Aura had come to Paris to attempt the impossible. In the end, though, she came up with a strategy to do what no woman had ever done before. A strategy to recreate herself completely, forging a public image of her own making. Women writers before her had been forcibly have had been forced into a ready-made role, that of the second-rate artist who wrote mostly for other women. Or decided that if she had to play a role, she would turn the game around. She would play the part of a man. I knew it. In 1832, a publisher accepted Aura's work, Aura's first major novel, Indiana. She had chosen to publish it under a pseudonym, George Sand. And all of Paris assumed this impressive new writer was a male. Aura had sometimes worn even men's clothes before creating George Sand. Now as a public figure, she exaggerated the image. She added the long man's coats, gray hats, heavy boots to her wardrobe. She smoked cigars and in conversation expressed herself like a man, unafraid to dominate the conversation or to use saucy words. This strange female-male writer fascinated the public, and unlike other women writers, Sand found herself accepted into the clique of male artists. She drank and smoked with them, even carried on affairs with the most famous artists of Europe, like Cha'a, Lizette, and Chopin. It was she who did the wooing and also the abandoning. She moved on at her discretion. Those who knew San well understood that her male persona protected her from the public's prying eyes. Out in the world, she enjoyed playing the part to the extreme. In private, she remained herself. She also realized that the character of George Sand would grow stale or predictable, and to avoid this, she would every now and then dramatically alter the character that she had created. Instead of conducting affairs with famous men, she would begin meddling in politics, leading demonstrations, inspiring student rebellions. No one would dictate to her the limits of the character that she created. Long after she died and after most people had stopped reading her novels, the larger-than-life theatricals of the character have continued to fascinate and inspire. So, throughout of Sand's public life, acquaintances and other artists who spent time in her company had the feeling that they were in the presence of a man. But in her journals and to her closest friends, such as Gustave, she confessed that she had no desire to be a man but was playing a part for public consumption. What she really wanted was the power to determine her own character. She refused the limits that society would have set on her. She did not attain. She did not attain her power, however, by being herself. Instead, she created a persona. Aww. That she could constantly adapt to her own desires. A persona that attracted attention and gave her presence. Wow, I feel like I can almost uh, relate since when I was at my lowest and I created my persona daddy issues that was anonymous for over a year. If you're trying to upgrade your life and really win 2024, then I recommend to do that with the superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their Planet Protein Bars are the perfect low-carb grab-and-go breakfast. Their iMix zero-sugar hydration drinks replenish electrolytes, lightning fast, and their IQ Joe Mushroom coffees are packed with magnesium and lion's mane adaptogen to keep you focused all day. I don't know what I was ever doing without this 
product because before I'd be tired by the afternoon and now I just have the energy to keep working till night. And if you don't believe me, they have over 10,000 five-star reviews and counting. If your 2024 resolutions involve leveling up your diet and your life, then start right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, you guys. They're hydration mixes, they're mushroom coffees. I'm telling you, their ultimate sampler pack actually includes all three. You can get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today, for my besties, for my listeners, you can get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. All you have to do is text ADULTING to 64000. That's 64000. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. Whether you're running a marathon or you're running errands, IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. Their planet protein bars are packed with high quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. IQ bars are vegan, gluten-free, low in sugar and carbs, and every flavor. Like my current flavor right now is their chocolate sea salt, but they also have peanut butter chip, wild blueberry, and so many more. They're absolutely delicious. IQ Bar makes the number one brain and body nutrition bar, the number one hydration mix, and the number one instant coffee in the U.S., and like I said, they have over 10,000 five-star reviews and counting if you don't believe me. So refuel smarter in 2024 with IQ Bar's ultimate sampler pack. Again, that is seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix Sticks, and four IQ Joe Sticks. And now our special podcast listeners can get 20% off of all of your IQ Bar products, plus free shipping. So again, to get your 20% off, all you have to do is text ADULTING to 64,000. Get your discount. Text ADULTING to 64,000. That is ADULTING to 64,000, 64,000. Text disclaimer, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. If there's one thing that me and my besties love to do on the weekend is definitely drink. Sometimes even on the week. I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. One of my favorite drinks right now is the ice cold hard seltzers. And let's get real. The usual packs that you get normally in the flavors are super boring, more boring than the season 13 of Real Housewives of New York. No offense. That is why I'm so excited to partner up and introduce to you Truly. Truly is shaking things up with their new party pack. Truly believes that life can be more refreshing we can just be real, let loose, embrace imperfections, and allow ourselves to be free from convention. That's why Truly has something for everyone in more than 30 unique flavors, including three lightly flavored mix packs, berry, and new party pack. One of my current favorite packs from them are their brand new raspberry. They honestly just have something for everyone. You can bring it to wine night. You can bring it to book club. You can take it to the gym. I'm just kidding. Don't take it to the gym. But afterwards, when you're having dinner with your perfect boyfriend who cooks you a meal and you can enjoy it with a seltzer from Truly. Each flavor is super light, crazy refreshing. It's made with real fruit juice, only 5% ABV, 100 calories, and one gram of sugar in each can. It's honestly perfection. So to find Truly Heart Seltzer near you, go to trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. That is trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. Truly Heart Seltzer, keep it light. Truly Heart Seltzer Beverages Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. Understand this, the world wants to assign your role in life. And once you accept the role, you are doomed. The power is limited to the tiny amount allotted to the role that you have selected or have been forced to assume. An actor, on the other hand, plays many roles. 
Enjoy that power. And if it is beyond you, at least forge a new identity, one of your own making, one that has no boundaries aside to it by an envious and resentful world. This act of defiance, it makes you responsible for your own creation. Your new identity will protect you from the world precisely because it is not actually you. It is a costume that you put on and you take off. You need not to take it personally. And your new identity sets you apart. It gives you a theatrical presence. Those in the back rows can see you and hear you and those in the front rows marvel in your audacity. So now, the keys to power. What was the point of this whole thing? Well, the character you seem to have been born with is not necessarily who you are. Beyond the characteristics you have inherited, your parents, your friends, your peers who have helped shape your personality, the task of the powerful is to take control of the process, to stop allowing others the ability to limit and mold them, or make yourself into a character of power. Working yourself like clay should be one of your greatest and most pleasurable life tasks. It makes you in essence an artist and an artist creating yourself in fact, the idea of self-creation comes from the world of art. For thousands of years, only kings and the highest courtiers had the freedom to shape their public image and determine their own identity. Similarly, only the kings and the wealthiest lords could contemplate their own image in art and consciously alter it. The rest of mankind played the limited role that society demanded of them and had little consciousness. The first step in the process of self-creation is self consciousness being aware of yourself as an actor and taking control of your appearance and your emotions as Saitara said the bad actor is the one who is always sincere people who wear their hearts on their sleeves out in society are tiresome and embarrassing their sincerity notwithstanding it is hard to take them seriously those who cry in public may temporarily elicit sympathy but sympathy soon turns to scorn and irritation and their self-obsessiveness. They are crying to get attention. We feel. And the malicious part of us wants to deny them that satisfaction. Good actors control themselves better. They can play sincere and heartfelt, can affect a tear and a compassionate look at will, but they don't have to feel it. They externalize emotion in a form that others can understand. Method acting is fatal in the real world. No ruler or leader could possibly play the part if all of the emotions he showed had to be real. So learn self-control. That is your first lesson. Adopt the act of an actor who can mold his or her face to the emotion required. The second step is the process of self-creation. It's a variation on the George Sands strategy. The creation of a memorable character, one that compels attention, that stands out above all the other players on the stage. This was the game that Abraham Lincoln played. The homespun, common country man he knew was a kind of a president that America had never had, but delight in electing. Although many of these qualities came naturally to him, he played them up. The hat, the clothes, the beard... Lincoln was also the first president to use photographs to spread his image, helping create the icon of the homespun president, quote unquote. Good drama, however, needs more than just an interesting appearance or some single standout moment. Drama takes place over time. It is an unfolding event. Rhythm and timing are critical. One of the most important elements in the rhythm of drama is suspense. Houdini, for instance, could sometimes complete his escape acts in seconds, but he drew them out to minutes to make the audience sweat. The key to keeping the audience on edge of their seats is letting events unfold slowly, then speeding them up at the right moment according to a pattern and a tempo that you control. 
great rulers like Napoleon have used theatrical timing to surprise and divert their public. You must learn how to never reveal all of your cards at once, but instead unfold them in a way that heightens the dramatic effect. Besides overcoming a multitude of sins, good drama can also confuse and deceive your enemy. During World War II, the German playwright Bertold Brecht worked in Hollywood as a screenwriter. After the war, he was called before the House Committee on Un-American Activities for his supposed communist sympathies. Other writers who have been called to testify plan to humiliate the committee members with an angry emotional stand. But Bertold was wiser. He would play the committee like a violin, charming them while fooling them as well. He carefully rehearsed his responses and brought along some props, notably a cigar on which he would puff away, knowing that the head of the committee liked cigars. And indeed, he proceeded to beguile the committee with the well-crafted responses that were ambiguous, funny, and double-edged. Instead of an angry, heartfelt response, he ran circles around them with a stage production and they let him off scoff-free. Remember, though, that overreacting can be counterproductive. It is another way of spending too much effort trying to attract attention. For example, the actor Richard Burton discovered early on in his career that by standing totally still on stage, he drew attention to himself and away from other actors. It is less what you do that matters clearly than how you do it. Your gracefulness and imposing stillness on the stage count for more than overdoing your part and moving around too much. So finally, learn to play many roles, to be whatever the moment requires. Adapt your mask to the situation. Be protein in the faces you wear. Bismarck played this game to perfection. To a liberal, he was a liberal. To a hawk, he was a hawk. He could not be grasped. And what cannot be grasped cannot be consumed. As Balthasar said, know how to be all things to all men. A discreet man, a scholar among scholars, a saint among saints. This is the art of winning over everyone. For like attracts like. Take notes of temperaments and adapt yourself to that of each person you meet. Follow the lead of the serious and jovial in turn, changing your mood discreetly. The point is this that he tries to make. This is a new year. It is all about reinventing yourself. I truly believe that you should reinvent yourself as many times as you want to, as many times as you can. That's actually one thing that's going to be included in my book. Don't ever hold back because you believe that other people will judge you or hold back because you you think, well, people know who I really am, so they're going to know I'm pretending to be someone else. Who gives a shit about anyone else? You are allowed to start over as many times as you would like. This is now the beginning of a new year. You are allowed to start over if you feel like it. Whether it's changing your whole wardrobe, whether it's changing your whole personality, your job, where you live, your friends, your relationship, it doesn't matter. If you're ready for a change, do it. And I love the whole point of having a persona because you don't need to be an actor to play a role and you don't also need to be, you know, an influencer or like me, daddy issues to play a role to be someone else. But for example, I love what he was talking about because when I felt so low and so down as daddy issues and I had no idea who I was as a person and I was too embarrassed to speak out, to speak up because the women on my team, as when I used to be an accountant, 
were bullying me and they made my life miserable. And at that point, I just had no idea who I was. So I did this. I recreated myself. I created a character online. The person was anonymous, not because I didn't want people to know it was me, but it was literally because I didn't believe in myself. And the girl that I was pretending to be on the internet, she was so much cooler than me. So when I created her, I wrote about her. I gave her a full name. I did all this research to figure out who her parents were. And then I wrote about her. And she was this really cool girl that just got out of rehab. She came from a super wealthy family. Her parents were divorced. That's why she was getting daddy issues. And when she walked into a room, everyone noticed her. Me, I felt so invisible. I felt like no one even knew I existed and no one cared if I was alive or dead. And, you know, that's where I was at. So it was so cool when I wrote about this girl because I thought I could never be like her. So I created her to something I aspired to be. And she became my alter ego. So the way I was able to post with confidence, and yes, it was just memes, but at that point I was creating all of my own memes. But to be able to even just post a personality or anything, I didn't have the confidence. The only reason I had confidence to even post was because of her, because I was pretending to be her every single day. And by pretending to be someone else every single day, I wasn't afraid of failure because, and I wasn't afraid of rejection. I wasn't afraid of mean comments because it didn't matter because it's not me. The people wouldn't be judging me. They would be judging a fake character created. And in a weird sense, that's what gave me life. And that's what helped me find myself. And that's what helped me find a new career. So recreating yourself at your lowest moments, a lot of the time is the most pivotal point in your life. It's usually from the lowest moments in your life where great things happen. You never know what's going to happen. And since a lot of us are afraid of failure or judgment, the alter ego, I think, is what helps us finally go around. So I'm not saying create a meme account, but you can create a character in everything you do, whether it's when you go to work every single day and you want to have more confidence and you create a character that that's your work character. So you kind of fake it until you slowly start to believe it. Or you're going to school, you create a student character where, again, it gives you what you need to, to survive during that period in your life. And eventually you either become that character or you grow it or it's just your shield. Me, eventually, I grew daddy issues. That's why I consider daddy issues my alter ego again. But creating a character gave me the strength and the power to recreate myself. When I didn't believe in myself, the person I made up, I believed in her <laughs> and that's how I was able to keep going. So I implore you to sit down this year, the beginning of this year, this month, and really think of who you want to be. Write it down, draw it, whatever it is. Think of who you really want to be for the rest of your life or just this year. And no matter how far away from who you currently are, it doesn't matter. Write it down. And then just figure out how you can pretend to be that person, how you can pretend to wear that mask. And yeah, get as much attention as you want. Be the center of the stage. Why not go after what you've always dreamed of? Who can stop you except yourself? Anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please go ahead and write me a five-star review on the podcast app. I read all of your reviews and it helps me tremendously to keep hitting the charts and I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And of course, 
go ahead and subscribe to my podcast if you want extra episodes you now have them when you subscribe to my podcast you can get the link in the bio and description of today's episode i love you and i'll see you thursday bye besties